We're back. Welcome back. It'd be cool if we had like a song. We should still do the Club Zoe song. Dun, 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 you, you said that, but you gotta like. Oh, Jackie's getting. No, I'm not. I'm just taking a big stretch. Sorry. Big stretch. I have a couple topics, but I first wanted to talk about some success we had in changing the Chomps automations. Uh, we Gorgeous has come out with like a bunch of different features to help automate things. And I've talked about this before, but basically you you were trying to, with like all my clients too, with the agency, we're trying our best to automate everything that can be automated uh, so that customers can either find the answer that they want or find their answer without talking to someone or if they want to talk to someone, opt into talking, talking to someone. But like I always say, people would rather, most people would rather find the answer on them, themselves than like fight with someone on customer, like mm-hmm. on the phone or in a chat or whatever. So that's been like the theme of just helping with automations. But we set up this automation in the chat bot which actually was so nice and uh not that I like didn't believe it but I just like seeing it in action felt really nice yeah so whenever someone has like a manufacturer issue uh we have to collect all this information a lot of information like what's what was the problem a picture of it like a couple different pictures like a picture of the problem a picture of the lot code all of that stuff and it creates a lot of back and forth even if like even if a customer reaches out to us and says, like, I had this problem, we still have to be like, okay, this is all of the, all, everything we need. And we always try to, and this is a common thing, like, if you don't do this already, like, do it, request all the information you need to in that first email. Otherwise, yeah. it's going back and forth. Have mm-hmm. you ever had an experience where, like, it, they ask for something and then you respond and then they ask for something else and it's just like, yeah. I had some, I had an experience this weekend. Oh, really? With the chatbot? Oh. I messaged hmm. Uber Eats. Yeah. Um, they charged me for something that was never delivered. I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, like the driver canceled it. Whatever. Never got it. And um, I like asked, they were like basically telling me that I didn't deserve a refund. And it was like for like a $70 order. And I had said like why or something I was like why exactly is it whatever and they just left the chat yeah they left the chat and and Jackie had to she was taking screenshots and showing it to me like Mm because it was so ridiculous but they asked her over and over again like the same Same question yeah um so well that was just like such a horrible experience Jackie had to end up call calling and then and when I called they resolved it in two seconds they're like oh yeah we can see that it was canceled here's your refund so ridiculous but the if if the customer or like the agent can ask for all the information they need to from that first to me now it feels like common sense but I see it like happen not like this in so many like so many businesses but uh asking for everything up front reduces that back and forth which resolves things quicker saves your team time uh the chatbot automations actually allow the chatbot to collect all that information so let's say they say like I had a product issue 
And then you, the chatbot asks them, like, what kind of product issue? You tell them or press, like, other. And then they go through the little flows. Mm -hmm. And then by the time it gets to an agent, the agent has all the information they need to solve that problem right there. Instead of going back and forth and waiting for the customer to, like, respond to an email and, like, get back to you. And you can also set them up in emails like that, too, where they get a respond like, an auto-response email. So... These like new automations that Gorgeous came out are like saving so much time. Yeah. And it's it was just like so cool to see it in action because then it sends you an email just ha- ha- which has like literally like the recap and like all the information you need. Mm-hmm. And then all the team has to do is send a replacement or do whatever they need to do to fix the problem. So I'm really impressed with the Gorgeous automations and I don't know how we were living with them without them before. Uh, but I just wanted to shout out those automations. We have some, we have five questions about CX and I I want you to ask me the questions. Okay. Perfect. You ready to get going? Yep. Okay. I'm about to quiz Zoe. You guys ready? (laughs) Quiz. Question number one, Zoe. What was the biggest customer experience trend you observed in 2023? The biggest trend was... Customer experience teams leaning into AI, but kind of like figuring out what does and doesn't work. So it was really interesting to see because obviously all the stuff with like chat GPT is going on and there's like all these different tools you can use to like help have chat GPT answer your like customer experience or customer mm-hmm. service tickets. And I saw a lot of companies in like towards the beginning, I would say like March or April of 2023 were leading into some of these chat GPT AI tools, but getting like really bad service. And I actually saw um, (laughs) they're improving now. So I actually think, I don't think this is a question, but uh, sorry if I'm spoiling a future question. I think in 2024, like we're going to actually kind of figure it out and like Mm -hmm. utilize them to be like very, very helpful and without like the mistakes that 2023 had yeah but I saw uh someone put in the CX discord also by the way if you want to invite to it let me know I'll send you an invite but someone put in the discord that the AI tool kept referencing this army of lizards (laughs) what so like they would answer the question and be like and then I don't know what the like company was but it had nothing to do with lizards but the, the AI tool like must have thought it was relevant yeah and it would it would say like oh man that pesky that pesky army of lizards going at it again (laughs) and this customer experience like team would review it and be like why do they keep referencing lizards this army of lizards so like the ai tool for cx like i feel like it's really powerful it's being able to like read sentiments without just being like a robotic feeling uh but I don't think we're like a hundred percent there yet yeah I'm scared of them a little bit still because I don't want mistakes or like the wrong thing told to customers or whatever and I think that customers need to know that they're talking to AI yeah um and we like with some of the companies that I worked with we leaned into like the automations which kind of is AI but you if you got like an automation response you would it would say like 
so-and-so, for example, like you're talking to the chomp spot, but like a, a real life champion will be with you and whatever. Yeah. And so like, I think that customers need to know just to like kind of save your butt of like, if they go rogue and start talking about lizards. That is so weird. So weird. But some of the things that AI will like say back to you, it's like, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a robot. Yeah. So yeah, it's a computer. But good answer, Zoe. You ready for <laughs> number two? Jack. I'm ready. What were the major challenges your brand faced in e-commerce CX in 2023? Uh, there's so many. So in 2023, we had a lot of inventory struggles, which causes a lot of outreach for a couple different reasons. Uh, a lot of people asking like when things are back in stock and I don't think the consumer really understands how hard of a question that is to answer mm -hmm. um, because there's so many things that come into play. And if you, as a consumer, you, you don't really like know how hard it is, but like if you think about every part of your, your product you're buying, everything comes from a different place. So yeah. if you think about just like the product, it's like each ingredient needs to be available to even just make the product yeah but then like then you have the product and then you need you need to put the product in something so like the packaging that the product is actually in needs to be available yeah and then also the packaging that that packaging goes into so like for example our boxes like chomps boxes it they have to be available and we have to like plan to like order them correct like it with enough time and yeah. send them to various different locations and like it's so the logistics of having a business are way like more complicated than a consumer can understand mm -hmm. and being able to to guess when something will be back in stock is really really hard uh so we had all these out of stock questions like over and over again same customers asking over and over again and it's like it's really hard to like quiet those questions or like really help them yeah but on top of that um, back orders, which would be like, we either oversold something or our subscription, like our subscription service or subscriptions almost tripled in 2023 and which is insane. Um, but we tried our best to protect those, to have inventory for those subscriptions, but same thing. It's like if they go out of stock and then we have like this back order or like packaging issue like so there's so many things that can happen and I think that was like our biggest struggle and a lot of the times um companies are like okay well it'll be better in at this date because we are going to open up this new manufacturer this new uh pro product packaging facility and and when that happens it's not going to we, we won't have inventory issues but yeah. What I've realized, what I realized in 2023, because we had the same issues in 2022, uh, even more extreme. But in 2023, I realized like it's inevitable. Yeah. Shout out inevitable agency. It's inevitable that these problems will happen because of how complicated the logistics of selling a product is. And you're always going to have to deal with like this type of like inventory issue in one way or another, because like it's also you, you, you. Jackie has, has been watching this on um, Shark Tank, right? Yeah. Like when people talk about like uh, product on hand, like you have to figure out how much money you can put into having inventory and like without 
buying too much inventory because you need to go through it and yeah. it sits there and it has to and we even talked about it with it's the a, biggest issue these people have on shark tank inventory mm-hmm. yeah yeah and we even talked about it with like chris mead's um cross net yeah where they had all this inventory and they sent it to amazon and then they charged them whatever the twenty five thousand. how much was it yeah it was like yeah twenty five thousand dollars um so it's kind of like understanding that that's always going to be an issue and that was like our biggest thing in 2023 and then i would say the second biggest thing was um another inevitable issue which is wismos we call them wismos where's my order questions Mm. uh and this is the laughable one of the laughable moments of the episode uh kate tagged me and laura kate from chomps tagged me and laura also from chomps in a story and it said does ups understand that we don't care when the label is created that is such a true meme or whatever you'd call it because I always get so excited when I get those emails like, your order's been shipped, you can track it, and then it's just like the label's generated, and I'm like... Okay, shout out to Wonderment because uh, we actually just went through this with because we get that feedback. All, all companies get that feedback mm-hmm. of like, they send out, they the customers get a notification, and this is a a Shopify issue because um, it's getting, it's improving, but like Shopify sends a notification when the order is created because they have tracking. So when Shopify has the tracking information, they send it to the customer and say your order's on the way. Yeah. When reality, in reality, the label was just printed and it's not on the way until UPS or USPS or FedEx picks up the order and scans it. So we actually changed with the help of Wonderment, um, because it's not as easy in Shopify. And Wonderment is a tool that helps you make like the this process of like from when your your order is fulfilled to when the customer receives it. They make this process m- more seamless mm-hmm. to prevent stuff like that. Yeah. Um so we changed it in Wonderment to not notify the customer until the first scan. Okay. So but there still is again this is why it's inevitable but there still is problems where, um, like, if if it never gets scanned, that's when the customer will have an issue. Yeah. And sometimes the carriers can be really annoying because they won't scan it. Somehow it doesn't get scanned until, like, delivery day or ever sometimes. Yeah. So then there'll still be those issues, but it prevents so many of those, like, the order was, the label was created, but, like, uh, is this lost because it's never been scanned? But if you think about it, if you if a company prints the label on a Friday afternoon and the customer gets that tracking on a Friday afternoon, yeah. but really they, they're not picking up till Monday, that's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, half of Monday when the truck actually comes, that's four days for a customer to be like, this feels like it's taking forever. Yeah. So it just causes so many issues. Um, so I would... Ch- like definitely look into changing your fulfillment notif- or your delivery notifications to on first scan. And Wonderment makes it really easy because it doesn't only let you do that, but then they also go to a, a landing page that's not USPS or UPS or FedEx. You know how like you you click on it and it goes to that like those carrier landing pages. Yeah. It actually goes to a branded landing page. So your brand, it's like 
the tracking information is coming from your brand rather than USPS or UPS. And then you can actually make like upsells because you're, they'll come back to your website rather than UPS and you can like help them shop for their next thing or whatever. But the shipping notification, um, for multiple brands that I've seen, the shipping notification emails are the ones that bring back the most revenue. So you want that email to be like the best experience ever because it's the one that people okay. shop f- with like the, the most. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So shout out to Wonderment. Shout out Wonderment. Okay. You ready for number three? Mm-hmm. Um, what CX trends do you anticipate emerging or gaining prominence in 2024? Okay. So back on the AI trend, I do think that we're going to figure out AI in 2024, at least get closer to it. Um, and then I also think think that there's going to be a focus on less offshore CX or CS reps, meaning, um, and if you don't know what that means, uh, a lot of times companies will hire offshore help to answer customer support tickets, which isn't a, isn't like a bad thing necessarily, but, and the reason why companies do it is because it's cheaper and a lot of times they honestly don't have like the resources to put too much money behind these things and sometimes they think that these these questions are like easy to answer or whatever which I can understand why a company makes that decision but um Uber Eats the situation I just had is a good example because I could tell and especially after talking to Zoe because then I ended up getting matched with two like once the first person randomly hung up on me or whatever it was stopped under the chat I started a new one and I explained, I was like, oh my God, the first person I just talked to was so rude. Like, can you help me? You could probably see the previous chat history. They just closed it off on me. And they sent me the same exact response, like copy and paste responses that the first person did. So I was like, okay, I'm, there's like a language barrier thing going on. There's like, they're reading from a script. I don't know what's happening, but it's annoying. And you can, you can tell when they're reading from a script and it just feels so unauthentic Mm -hmm. um, because you'll see like, it's my pleasure to help you get to the the fastest solution as quick as we can with whatever. And like, I hope your day is good. Like that's like their first response always, which is very pleasant. But if you like, also if I'm like messaging you about something being wrong, I'm probably already annoyed. Yeah. So like, can we just like get to, Mm -hmm. I don't really care about like the, like exchanging the niceties. Yeah. No. Yeah. And, um, I think offshore help is, can be utilized really well for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. But I think we're going to start seeing like kind of like a blended um, help where I've seen with one of my clients, actually uh, we, this is the one Molly works with where Molly's like hourly rate was probably like double of what the offshore rate was, but we were able to be like, it was hard for us to, to explain without showing the, like the value that this like onshore, like, understanding the way culture is understanding um just like different slang or because if i tried to be customer support for like probably honestly even like it's pretty similar but like a place like london like they have different ways they say things oh yeah yeah it's just not the same exactly so uh we were able to that customer that client actually was losing a lot of customers due to this and their uh, average order value is like hundreds of dollars so every time they lose a customer from customer support 
issues. It's like a big That's loss. hundreds of dollars. Yeah. And a lot of them are hundreds of dollars in subscriptions. So we developed this like win back thing. So showing them like, okay, Molly's going to reach out to these customers that you lost and try to win them back. And then uh, we, for like months, we were like working on this, but then eventually we didn't even have to do the win back anymore because Molly would help anything that like got stuck in a language barrier, helping the offshore help. And now we've transitioned actually to like probably 80% of the tickets uh, are onshore, onshore Molly's helping and they're not losing any customers. Customers are so much happier. Their customer satisfaction rating is so much higher. So like it seems scary to invest in like a little bit of like more expensive help, but the longevity of your brand is so worth it because you said this the other day, like customer experience really does make or break whether you go back to a company. When I first, when Zoe first talked about how she like worked in customer experience, it like didn't equate in my head to like what as a consumer, you know, customer experience is. I just was like, oh, that's what she does like in the corporate world, but it like didn't equate and then we were, yeah, we were talking about it the other day and I was like, yeah, like when I message, like when I message a company and genuinely have like bad, a bad experience, like I don't get a full refund back, whatever. I don't feel like they're actually listening to what, cause sometimes you'll message companies and you tell them what's going on and you can tell you're like, oh my God, they do not understand what I'm asking. Yeah. And you'll like explain it in 10 different ways and they just are like, we can't help you with that because this is the, like, and I'm like, oh my God, that's not even what I'm asking you to help me with. Um, so when I have experiences like I feel like I always am bringing a princess Polly, but I just that is where I buy all of my like going out clothes is princess like any shirt you ever see me wearing that's not like a sweatshirt is princess Polly. um but I I uh order from them all the time because of how good their returns policy is amazing their customer experience is amazing like everything's amazing therefore their retention is amazing hell yeah jack hell yeah I, the, the saddest thing, and now we're going on a little bit of a tangent, but it's making me like, just remember all of the reasons why like good customer experience is important. Um, I have seen companies where it's also, you're like, companies forget that there's, are like humans who also have a lot going on in their life and like tragic things too. Like things are sad in people's lives. And sometimes I've seen customers, this makes me so sad. I have seen customers reach out to companies and be like, so-and-so happened or like, okay, this is an example. Um, I bought this as a gift for my dad, but unfortunately he passed away. Can we please, mm-hmm. do you mind if, can I please return it or can you stop it before it delivers as I'll, I can no longer give it to him? Yeah. I have seen customer experience teams respond with their blanket answer of their return policy to things like that and that's why I also need like AI things because like you don't think about those things you're like oh AI will be able to like cut like I won't have to have actual people to pay for their salaries and stuff but like AI needs to be able to recognize these like sad things or like just read more into not just their question and like like if that was to happen to someone, if for a company that I ran, I would like to refund them. Give No, what I'd probably do is refund them, but still send them the product, product tell them they can keep it and gift it to someone else who needs it yeah. or donate it. And I would also like to send them some like flowers, flowers or, something, yeah. or a note. And like those are the those are 
when you can like really make an impact on someone's lives when like whatever um yeah what was the example you had an example where a company did send somebody flowers or something yeah we used to do it at champs a lot um and we would do it at ghost too i just think that we like if a business has the means to be able to do that they should they should because it really go it really just like gives back to the world yeah um i understand like startups might not have like the funding and stuff but there's still things you can do that cost you very little money like a handwritten note is cost you what a dollar um but we talked about an example where molly had a hard client oh um Molly had reached out to Jackie. I I feel so bad because Jackie is like the the scapegoat for like everyone in the agency. They're like, we can't get rid of, we can't get a hold of Zoe. So let me call Jackie yeah. to see. And Jackie, you do such a good job because like you're still new to this like whole thing, and uh, you're just like able to like let people tell you about it and just like talk through it as like a consumer. Like this is yeah. what I'd like to see. Yeah, I'm the best. <laughs> she is. But um, this customer ordered uh I won't get into like the whole thing but basically like she ordered to it to have it the food in time for Thanksgiving and it ended up not getting there in time but like Molly was able to help her get like a refund so that she could go out and um get groceries to like still have a good yeah. yeah but like we were talking about it and I was like oh I would be okay if we as an agency went out if we saw something like that and we it was our like the company's fault that like some something messed up it's our fault that like they didn't get what they wanted on time whatever yeah. I'd be okay if the agency said here's a whatever $50 gift card to your local grocery store like mm-hmm. what's your local grocery store we'd like to give you a gift card yeah and like even that is like resonates in someone's like brain of like wow that was so kind better than a refund even though it could be like the same amount of money but it's like we're going out of our way to make sure that your thanksgiving isn't ruined here's a gift card to your local grocery store Mm -hmm. like you don't have to use it on our brand or anything but like please like we don't want your thanksgiving to be ruined because of us yeah ai can't do those things no maybe they can one day or maybe they can like pull them and be like these are the ones that might you might be able to make a difference but Onshore and or no, offshore is really hard to do that because of those language barriers and the cultural barriers. And then AI can't really do that because yet because yeah. it's hard for a robot to do those things. Yeah. Robots don't have empathy. <sighs> They're learning. Are you ready for the fourth question, Zoe? Mm-hmm. What advice do you have for CX leaders? Uh my advice for CX leaders is to lean into using your voice and embrace how important you are to your company. I think a lot of times people in customer experience have like intense imposter syndrome because of the way that like customer support is looked at Mm -hmm. for all these reasons that we just like talked about too. But uh, lean into understanding how important your role is because the I will always think this, even if I get farther and farther away from customer support, customer experience, but like customer support is the backbone. It's the, I think mm-hmm. from a consumer perspective. Yeah. And it is such an important job. It doesn't matter how much you make. I think most customer experience positions are underpaid. 
um, because it is the backbone and it's why people come back. And if, if it's, if you don't have a good person in that position, you're going to lose customers and they're going to tell all their friends and they're going to, they're, you're going to lose even potential customers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that you need to embrace leader, like customer experience. People should embrace their role and like figure out what I would do is actually, um, kind of psychoanalyze your bosses or like the founders of the company and figure out what's important to them and speak in terms that uh, relates how important your role is and the customer voice and speak in terms that's like relays what's important to the founders or your bosses and stuff. And then if you're not feeling empowered by your like surroundings, then it's okay to move on from where you are because they'll never understand. Yeah. And you need to be in a place, like, I believe that everyone should be in a place where they're respected. And um, unfortunately, I see that a lot in customer experience. They're just like, I could like cry thinking about it. They're just like not respected Mm -hmm. because of their job is just support. Yeah. And, but in reality, it's so fucking important. So important, yeah. So if you're not getting that, like once you've tried those things and like figure out, how to talk in the way that's important to those people around you, but you're still not getting respected. It might be time to move on to somewhere else that does respect you. Yeah. Great advice though. Fifth and final question. Note to self, looking back on 2023, what's one crucial thing you'd want to remind your future self not to forget or overlook? Uh, I, um, okay. In 2023, I adopted a lot more, responsibilities that were outside of customer experience and I had to constantly remind myself to what it's like to be in the weeds of answering customer support messages and stuff and that would be my my biggest advice for myself is like don't forget don't forget the customers the it's so sad because the farther you get away from directly speaking with the customers the easier it is to forget about it Mm -hmm. and um I like I always wanted to be like, okay, once a week, an hour of my day could be like just going back and just like talking to the customers. And it was really hard to do that. Um, and I like, I think looking back, I wish I did more of that, of yeah. just like really taking that time out of my week to do that. Mm-hmm. So that's what, that's what I would change about 2023. Amazing. Wow. Thanks so much for coming to my interview. We've been like, trying to get you for years and so glad that I got the chance to like sit down with you oh no it's problem been really, Jack. really great what if someone I see you around I uh what do you call that dead fish Jackie yeah what kind of handshaker are you that was pretty what fun kind of a handshake are you because that's awful <laughs> why are you doing that <laughs> she does this weird thing where she goes like this why is your hand like that like firm you're a woman oh like don't be so wimpy don't be like i i used to have like a really stern handshake and um i i i don't do it like i was being a little dramatic like i don't do it like super soft but i don't do it as firm as i used to i don't know i i started feeling like uh not feminine which is fine but i don't know it like didn't match my personality anymore since this is the first episode of the new year we're gonna talk about um our new year's resolutions um so we could like i think we could like one person could say one next person could say one let's do like three resolutions yeah cool go ahead jack you you go 
Oh, you want me to go? Your show. <laughs> um, I want to budget better on time. Budget better on time. On time. Concerning time. You're budgeting your time? Or no. budgeting money? Money. Oh, you want to be ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. So like, like how I, like how when I get paid, I budget my next two weeks. Yeah. Okay. I want to be more like you. Yeah. It's great. It changes your life. Mm-hmm. Because you just don't see the effects for a while. I just now am seeing the effects. Like I probably got better about budgeting legit in like March. And I'm just now seeing the positive effects in yeah. December. So be patient with it. Yeah. I, uh, we talked about this briefly on the podcast, but I hadn't been budgeting for like a long time. Whenever I'm going through like a lot of changes in my life that affect my like a lot of spending, I get farther away from it because I'm like, oh, I know that I'm spending a lot of money and like there's nothing I can do about it right now. I'll be better about budgeting mm-hmm. in like a couple months. But I hadn't gotten back on that train. And then even like I should commit to like never letting that happen ever again because if you're not looking at like what's coming out of your bank account, I literally had $800 worth of reoccurring random ass charges That's crazy. that I didn't need every single month. Every single month. That's crazy. I think I got down. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. I'm like embarrassed to talk about it's it. It's okay. Everybody has it. But not Maybe only. Not that much money, but everybody has it. Not only for my personal, but for my business, because you and I have like, uh, like there's just so many business costs where it's like Slack costs right now. It's $60. And mm-hmm. it's like, and I'm, I was also paying for like somebody who wasn't using the Slack anymore, but like that was an additional whatever. So I want to be able to budget better for, to be able to like make smarter personal and business decisions. Nice. How about you? Um, I, I guess my like main resolution is sort of like kind of that same concept, but like 2023, it was to like get a budget. Um, and I feel like it, because when you really like start hardcore budgeting, it really takes like a few, which is why I went since I started in like March or April. It probably it was probably like really April because we moved in together in February. And I feel like I, yeah, was kind of spending like crazy, like January, February, March. And then oh my April God. is when it all kind of came crashing down where I was like, holy shit. Actually, I specifically remember it because our friend Al was visiting and I actually hit a situation where I was like, oh, holy shit. Like I somehow, um, like you're in town and I like don't have money yeah. and like I do because you always have fake money you know like a credit card yeah but I was like I like to not live like that I like if I don't have the amount of money I'm gonna spend like in my checking account I really try to equate it in my head to like I don't have that money I really try not to be like oh well I'll pay it off when I get paid next because I used to live like that and I would get myself it's I would get myself in debt um so I really don't live like that anymore I really live based off what's in my checking account and she was visiting and I was like, I have like $10 in my bank account and like, I don't get paid for like another week and a half. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like a whoa moment where I was like, whoa, I'm literally just spending like there's no tomorrow. Um, and it's until now, December, that I feel like I'm actually like, because it felt like every time I would budget for two weeks, but I was like paying something off. Now I finally feel like I budget, I pay my bills that I know will come out in that two weeks and I actually have like a good amount of my checking account to like get me to the next one where I'm not really like too worried. So my goal in 2024 is to like now really act on that because now I'm like on a good path 
and just like make sure that I never get off the budgeting path, even if life gets crazy. Cause there will be a point, there's going to be a point this year where like this lease ends and like another lease has started. So like kind of all of those like initial lease expenses are going to come up and I need to not be, I mean, it'll be totally different because before it was like crazy because states moving states, but I need to just like not do that again. Um, but yeah, so my goal of like 2024, I guess is like just budgeting, but more so I feel like last time it was like creating the budget. Now it's like really sticking to the budget for the whole year, which would just alleviate a lot of stress. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. It's really good. I feel like we're just getting older and wiser. Yeah. And you just start to realize that like, it's kind of crazy because before I used to like not think twice, like if I wanted a Starbucks, there would be no thought in my head of like, like it wouldn't even occur to me like, oh, like you don't need to spend $7 on a coffee right now when you have coffee you like and creamer you like at home. That wouldn't even enter my mind. If I wanted a Starbucks, I wouldn't even think twice about it. Getting older is thinking twice about Starbucks. I swear to God. Like, I will be like, no. And then it's fine because then when you're out of coffee, then I can justify grabbing a Starbucks because I'm like, okay, I'm actually out of coffee. I don't want to run to the grocery store right now. So now is when it makes sense. Or if you're on like a road trip, then of course you got to get yourself a Starbucks. Like, yeah. like, it's just like a Tuesday morning at home and you have coffee and creamer. You don't need to run to Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Speaking of Starbucks, I'm going to take this as an opportunity to uh, let us treat you to Starbucks. And if you take, if you rate the pod or write a review, depending on which platform you're on, take a screenshot, post it to your story, tag LLAI tag podcast. Us, we'll see it. And we will send you a coffee on us to your local coffee shop. Yeah. Or Doesn't Starbucks or whatever. Be, yeah. Because yeah. um, you do deserve – it is such a hard thing because sometimes I'm like, I work so hard. I, can, I, I deserve Starbucks every day. But that's so ridiculous. Yeah. I know people used to always say, um, you want to save money? Like, stop buying Starbucks every day. And I used to always see those and be like, that's so ridiculous. Like me spending X on Starbucks every day isn't what's bogging me down. What's bogging me down is my student loan. Mm -hmm. But no, really, like nowadays, Starbucks, the Starbucks I like, like if I'm going to go to Starbucks, Starbucks I like is like $7.50. It's so Because I do so many things to it. So yeah, if I'm buying that every day for a month, that is a big expense. It is. And if I can be an adult and cut it out, I can cut it out. But yeah. What's your second resolution? Um... I'm going to continue to not drink. And so now that I'm thinking about it, like with 2024, uh, I started not, I started, I, I started not drinking. I stopped drinking. Is the, <laughs> I stopped drinking on October 27th, my birthday, which was like close enough to the end of the year. So you know what? I'm just going to not drink for the entire of 2024. Damn. That way I can say like, I didn't drink for all of 2024. Very cool. Uh, it's been a month and a half since not drinking and I feel so freaking good. I was feeling a little bored last night and I was like, maybe I'll ask if she wants to go out. And then I was like, oh no. Well, we, I could still go out. No, I know. But mm-hmm. it, it just like, it's just like, it's harder to go out with. Cause if it was just, if it was like a group of people, then I'd be like, yeah, come in, not drink. But if it's like just me and I'm like, I'm like down in shots. I, I just feel like you would be like. <laughs> Maybe I'll just have a drink because, like, what am I going to have her do? Drink alone? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think I would have drank, but I don't know if you noticed, but I, I went to so bed at anyway. 8.15. And I went soon after you. Yeah. I was trying to, like, decide when, when I was, like, laying down last night. On, mind you, a Saturday night. Like, but I just was so emotionally, like, exhausted from all the changes this week mm-hmm. that I was just 
I'm yeah. like, it's okay to go to bed at 8 on a I was, like, about to because uh, I have to pack to go um, to Chicago, but I'll be there for a long time, like a month, and then I'll be in Mexico for, like, five days. So I need to pack for a long time plus two climates. So I'm like, this can't be, like, a quick pack like it usually is. I need to, like, actually think about what I'm packing. Um, so, like, last night I was going to, like, try, and I was like, why am I so exhausted? Which is so weird because I'm the kind of person I love to go out. I'm a, I, I have, I run on like social interactions. Like I, I love to go out drinking. It's not even a drinking thing. I just really enjoy going out. I like being around people. I think is my thing. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, and it's so weird because I go out basically every Friday and Saturday and I'm out till like, I guess every weekend's different. Sometimes I'm as, I'm home as early. It's like 1130 or sometimes I'm out to like the bars close. Um, <laughs> But, I'm, but Friday and Saturday this weekend, maybe it's because I knew I wasn't going to go out, but I've been so freaking tired at like 8 p.m. Like I was about to pack last night and I was like, no, I do not. Well, it also be. gets dark so early. so early. So now like 5.30 p.m. feels like 9 p.m. Yeah. I'm so excited for the sun to be out longer. Yeah, me too. Um, Wait. Oh, it's my turn. It's your turn, yeah. Um, My second resolution would be... um. Oh, I know what it is. Uh, 2023, I feel like, well, 2022 kind of started like a fitness journey for me. Um, like I am like probably like, I don't even know. Cause I, I don't know, but 2020 to 2022 were really, um, like weight fluctuating for me. Um, but never like thin to bigger. It was like my biggest to like a little bit smaller than my biggest like but I pretty like 2020 to 2022 were like the biggest years of my life for sure um biggest weight wise weight wise yeah um but also like the unhealthiest like I mean the number on the scale really isn't the most important thing I felt so gross like I felt bad I felt sick honestly do you have a progress picture that you'd be willing to share I probably I could probably find I'll put up a progress because it's it actually is pretty crazy from it is crazy from my biggest I've lost like 60 pounds and when I tell people that they're like what I never remember you being like that big but it's because I honestly was really I've always been pretty good at um eye makeup it's never been my strong suit but I've always been pretty good at face makeup aka I know how to contour my face so that's one how I can although my face did look bigger but I could hide it in my face a lot because I would contour when I'd go out Two, I really knew what to wear. I was just going to say, you've always been good at dressing yourself, which is half yeah. the battle with, like, making yourself feel confident. And maybe you didn't even, like, you were just saying, like, maybe you felt bad, but, like, yeah. you, outwardly, if you can dress to, like, fit clothes to your body, you could look so Makes such a difference. Great. Yeah. So, but the biggest thing really was, like, I was not, I was not healthy. Um. So, like, kind of like the end of 2022, I started it, but it was sort of like in a, we've talked about this before, but I was, like, in a bad place so that's what started it because I just was not intentionally not eating but anybody trigger warning that's been like really sad you know that like you don't want to eat um so I just like lost weight because of that and then my sister actually works out a bunch and I was like living with her so I started going to like Pilates classes with her and stuff and saw I recommend Pilates to anybody that is what transformed my body in terms of not necessarily weight loss I think the weight loss came from walking a lot and just eating better. Um, but in terms of like toning my body, it was Pilates 100%. And I know it was because that was the only thing I was doing. Um, but 2023, like the, I was even looking back at pictures up until like 
April of 2023 and I was still had more weight on me than I do now. Mm-hmm. Um, May to like July was probably like my my peak of fitness, but I was going to Pilates classes like twice a week. I probably wasn't eating as much as I should. Um, so then I feel like the latter half of the year has been like a lot of walking. Pilates like once a week. Now I'm starting to go like two times a week again, um, which is a result of budgeting because I stopped going twice a week because I took it out of my budget because I was like, I've been overspending on these, but I've because of budgeting, I've been able to budget it back into my budget. Um, so that's what's scary about budgeting because you have to take stuff out at first. But tr- it's sad. I promise you, you'll be able to add it back in. Yeah, yeah. You just need to take it out for a second. But my goal of 2024 is to like now that I know what works for my body, because even in 2023, I feel like I still didn't know what worked for my body yet. Mm-hmm. But now that I know what works for my body and now that I know like what makes me feel good and all that kind of stuff, like my goal of 2024 is to like really be on my fitness journey because now I feel like I actually really can because yeah, I like, like actually know what I'm doing. Yeah, like was like a learning year. Yeah. You have been really good. I was wondering if you're going to say this because I've noticed it with you. You've been really good at like more protein in your diet. Mm-hmm. And it makes people say it. And I used to be scared of it. It's so so true. Mm-hmm. I put my meals are like 75% protein. I feel like like I'll have my my main thing is like a snack plate and it'll always be like tuna, cottage cheese, which has a lot of protein in it, hummus, which has protein in it. And then like um, multi-grain crackers and like peppers to dip in the, and it's super filling. It's a lot of food. Um, and I don't know. I don't, I don't really pay attention to calories at all. So I don't know if that's like high calorie or low calorie, but I know it's, it's said it's really protein heavy mm-hmm. and it, it, I haven't gained weight from eating more protein, which is yeah. what I personally was always worried about. Yeah. Protein is really satiating. So like you are, you feel more satisfied and then also um, it just like helps tone your body because mm-hmm. it's, it, you're able to not only like build muscle, but just like maintain your muscle as yeah. you're, especially during weight loss. It's like so important. Uh, I'm going to piggyback off your, your resolution. goal, your resolution and say, I need to like, actually, cause that's the thing. I always say my toxic trait is like, I know what to do, but I don't fucking do it. Yeah. Um, and the problem with me knowing what to do is I put this in my head where I'm like, ah, I can, I can like slack off and I'm not afraid to gain a little bit of weight or like, uh, kind of like get off track because I know exactly what to do. Yeah. You always say that. Yeah. I know exactly what to do if I want to get like toned. Uh, but my problem is I always for like the last, like, I would say five to six years, I always get in a motivated mood to uh, work out and like get ripped in uh, the winter or no, no, no. Or actually it usually starts around like October. And then mm-hmm. by the time like the winter comes around, I'm like feeling my best. And then uh, I, I get off track because I'm like, oh, I'm feeling so good. And then by the time summer comes around, I'm feeling like not, I, I never want to like, say I don't look good because I like feel really good in my body but like I'm at my peak for the last couple years in the winter which is so frustrating because then you want it's when you you, care the least it's when you care the least and then like I want to feel like my most confident in a bikini like obviously yeah so um I want to make sure that I'm like intentional about like when I start my like like cutting type phase um because I also think it's okay to like not always feel like you need to lose weight it's obviously really okay um but when you're like mindful of your fitness it's like if you're eating more okay just like take that as like a time to like 
put a like put more into like weightlifting and like putting some like muscle on your body. Yeah. Women, it's really really hard to like actually look masculine so like you don't have to be afraid of that and like the more muscle you have the more calories you burn Mm -hmm. which is something you've noticed with me where like I can like now from years of strength training I can slack off a little bit but because I have built the muscle like I burn more calories and like I'm I'm like thick (laughs) I would say (laughs) it's hard for me to like but like Looking back, I was like, I used to, when I lost weight, I was very skinny. I didn't have much muscle. Now, after literally, like, I think I'm going on, like, 12 years of, like, strength training. Yeah. And um, building that foundation of strength helps me so that I don't have to do so much cardio. I don't have to, like, work out six times a week. Like, it, I can, like, maintain, like, a um, just, like, a normal figure without, like, yeah. be- being scared, I guess. Yeah. Well, even now when I feel like my body's changing ever, like if I ever complain about it to you, mm-hmm. I'll always be like, it's not like that I feel fat or anything. It's like, I'm, I'll be like, I miss like having definition in my stomach. Mm-hmm. Because like once you get into um, like, yeah, like the strength training of it all or just like the actual like, I guess bodybuilding would be the word. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. You would like equate it with like, I feel like people in their head equate it with like big. But like, I just mean like, you know, like abs or whatever. Um, that's like really now like what I like think about. I'm like, oh, I want to like feel and look strong again. I don't yeah. like, yeah, but I guess, was that your third? I don't know what my third would be. I'm trying to think like for you. I know. What do I like talk about a lot? What should my third resolution be? Um, well, first of all, I'm happy that you equated like you kind of like grouped because a lot of people will put like eating healthy and working out kind of like separate Mm -hmm. but like it's for you I've just like seen you evolve and like understanding that health is like all like related so Mm -hmm. like that's like one goal because I was thinking like oh well do you have any like healthy eating but you that like goes into your just like overall health goal I actually would say my third resolution is I really want to see the agency like grow a lot in 2024 which I think it will I think like this time next year we'll be like I can't believe we only like actively at this time had like x clients yeah um I was going to say for you um like just being happier in your career yeah but I think that that like goes hand in hand with like building the agency because Mm -hmm. I find that fun I really hope that okay Jackie is not cheap (laughs) I (laughs) <laughs> and rightfully so she literally has a law degree um and this can kind of be like one of my 2024 goals no oh, it could be sorry I'm giving you another one but I want the agency to grow enough so that we can like afford to pay Jackie what she deserves because yeah I appreciate but, it but you know you know my sense. I know but I would love to be able to be like Jackie we can like match your everyday income and like plus more yeah so that you can like le- n- only do things that make you happy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I want to be able to do that and then also like it would be so I was like thinking about this um recently with like just money talks and stuff it, I don't know Jackie has been talking about like the just student loans and stuff and I'm like I wish I could just pay off Jackie's student loans I wish you could pay them off too but like Jackie no, that should be a resolution figuring out how to get my student loans manageable because right now I don't mind admitting this because I'm sure like other people have it 
right now i currently pay um all in when it's all said and done basically a thousand dollars a month mm-hmm. um for which is loans, a lot which is a lot um and i recently got an email that was like your new student loan payment is like 20 or 2085 keep in mind that's not it's two different servicers it's service servicers it's not including the 800 one so basically saying that my uh student loans now would be three thousand dollars a month which you would have to make to be able to like afford living out here and do like you would have to make buku bucks Mm -hmm. so i was like if i can't change that i'm gonna have to like I don't even know because I don't have an option of like moving to my parents' house. So, cause like a lot of people will do that, live rent free, whatever. I never like had that. I mean, I went home after graduating college, but I like paid rent living at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so I never had that. Uh, and Zoe never had that either. Um, and jealous of people that do because, but also happy for you because that's awesome. And everyone really should have that. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I found out that that is, then I randomly got an email that was like, saying that the 2001 was put on hold until like February 21st. And I feel like I can breathe because that was supposed to start. Um, like when I first got that email, it was supposed to start. Wait, why am I getting my things confused? No, that was always supposed to start February 21st. Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever thought it was starting right away. Never mind. But my point is I have until February 21st, really, I guess, to figure out how to. Uh... Yeah, like because you can talk to them and try to get it down but you've already done that yeah i've already so done that that's what part. scares me yeah yeah but it's just like i don't know that's a whole nother thing i just think student loans is such bullshit but um just school in america is really disgustingly expensive um and i just feel i just think that it's just not fair yeah it's insane because i went to stu- i went to uh law school, law school. Yeah, and I don't – I think I think it's just really mean of our society to, like, push 18-year-olds to just, like, go to college without even have, like, an understanding of, like, taking out loans – what taking out the loans, like, really mean because everyone's like, oh, well, you take out the loans, but then, like, when you get out of school, you'll be able to get this job that pays this much, and, like, that's not guaranteed. Yeah, I mean – literally like you graduate law school and then you have to pass the bar to even like hopefully make money which I feel like people have this idea in their head that like I mean I did growing up out here somebody's parents were like attorneys and I would be like oh my god they must be rich mm-hmm. people that um their starting salary might only be like 75 first year out of law school which that's a good salary but after the amount of money that you put in to get there it doesn't equate and also the places that you practice in or like living in like a city and making that much and being able to like if you are like let's say you wanted to if you were in Chicago and you're making that much that's like again a good salary and you could be you could be comfortable but if you want to live in the city like there's not much like left to play with and just like live your life how you you like worked so hard to study and be an attorney and like you know it's yeah and it's not even asking for a lot it's like just to have the money to like feel comfortable to like go out to dinner with your friends on a Friday. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you like it's if you live in an expensive enough city after you're paying all your bills like yeah, that might be like I don't know. Yeah. So I don't know. I want to be able to like 
help with the agency. So like building the agency up. I would like to give everyone in the agency like more money. Um, but we have to figure out how to get our margins up. And like that's that's actually like one and of Zoe my big goals. And Zoe gives as much because I mean I'm like kind of HR. <laughs> Jackie is everything. Accounting. Zoe gives as much as she can without putting – Zoe is at the top of what she can offer without risking putting um, herself in personal debt. So, mm-hmm. like, Zoe's doing literally as much as she can to pay. So I want to be able to figure out how to get the – yeah. So get the agency in a more profit, like, making state so that we can I can first pay myself out. I yeah. don't really pay myself out. I pay for, like, business expenses mm-hmm. and then, like – sometimes here and there like spend some of the money but nowhere near like what I'm paying out like employees so um yeah so that's would be like 2024 like the agency is gonna pop off and if you're listening to this and you want to learn more about the agency you can go to inevitableagency.co.co and check it out um I'm really excited for where it's going Okay, so this uh, segment is out of the week, sponsored by Motion. Motion is an app that you can uh, analyze your different ads that are going out there side by side and see what's working, what's not, why something's working, why something's not working really easily. It's a really cool app. Um, If you want to check it out, the link is in the show notes. Um, Just click the link. It doesn't charge you anything to click the link, obviously, but you can just like check it out. Um, and if you have any questions, reach out to us and let us know. And Jackie has a really good ad of the week. Yes. So this week's ad of the week is from Yellow the Label. I'll put it right here so I won't try and like put it up to the camera. But um, it's literally just an ad of like a girl taking a mirror pic. Like I post this on my story probably every weekend. Um, and it just says like shop now. Um, nothing really looks addy because um, I follow a lot of influencers which I guess they're posting ads, but a lot of times it's like not actually a sponsored ad. It's like they're just sharing their outfit and they're linking where to shop it because they're linking their like to know it and they want like the pushback of the money. Um, so this literally looks like it could be like an influencer posting this, just saying like, here's my outfit for today. Here's where you can buy the links. But it's actually like yellow the label having like a sponsored post in my Instagram stories, which I've said on a previous episode, like I have an ad in between every Instagram story mm-hmm. of you. And it sounds like not everybody has that. So I think it they probably give you more if they notice you give in to them, which I do. Um, <laughs> but I found this one interesting because one, it literally looks like an influencer. And two, Yellow the Label has gotten me before on the same exact type of ad. Um, they had these sweatshirts. You guys might have seen them because they were like everywhere, at least on my social media. But it said um, Hot Girl Walk, I think. I remember it's like the green writing. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea where it is. I think I might have left it. It's probably in my uh, room at MK's. Um, but Ginny has one too. Um, but I remember I bought it. And then I think I thought it was a particular influencer. So then I had like gone back to their Instagram story. And I was like, wait, they didn't post this. And then I had seen another one of these. And I realized like, oh my God, I was influenced by like... Because I like to think of myself who does as someone who doesn't give into these ads I really mm-hmm. don't normally if I buy something I'm influenced by an influencer mm-hmm. um and I was like oh my god I've I've been got by I like got. the ads yeah I love yellow the labels ads because They're everything really they post is such a cute outfit 
and uh it they just like stay on top of trends mm-hmm. and i have looked at like so many different things from them from their ads i've clicked on so many of their ads yeah. so they're such a good example and i wonder like they're really wanna... aesthetically pleasing ads mm-hmm. like they know how to they're just whoever they're they have employed to do that part mm-hmm. of their company knows what people want to see like yeah. to a t i need to look up like their story i need to look up like their store i don't even really know it I've i have also shopped bought, on it i've also bought a pair of socks from yellow the label uh you know those when the like unitards but like the long legged unitards yeah um their stuff's expensive if it, it's expensive it's but it's gotten more expensive it looks so they're just like always on top of the trends and they have very good quality like the sweatshirt that i got and the socks that i got very good quality very very good quality it's got to be in my room at mk's i'm actually excited mk is my cousin who i like kind of live with when i'm yeah i live with when i'm in yeah. Chicago. um and uh oh my god they have cute swimsuits jackie just got um <laughs> jackie just got served the ad without being served the ad no literally like this is like an ad in action right now <laughs> they have really cute swimsuits i wonder if i ordered their the unfortunate thing though is like i can't justify spending 200 dollars on one swimsuit no um about that ad though the ad would be ruined if it said like if it said something about like a sale that's the other thing it's cool because it's an ad that doesn't need to be it doesn't need a sale discount or anything it's just showing you that actual product which i think is the best way to like talk about your product i think a lot of brands lean into being like i'm putting these ads i should offer like some type of discounted price but it's like you don't need to put a discount on like something just showing your audience or like new audiences the product because they're they could buy it for full price like they don't need a discount to purchase it so I think that's like really cool about yellow the label is like they'll just show what they have in their store without giving you a discount which is like maybe frustrating for the consumer but like they don't think about that really no yeah yeah but i think they do their ad their ads like especially for what it is like for it to pop up in the middle of an instagram story like it's mm-hmm. perfect it literally looks like one of my influencers posted it yeah yeah um which i like i'm also inclined to buy through my influencers links because i support them like i want them if i'm gonna mm-hmm. buy something that they actually recommended i want them to get the push back like if i ever see something on their story but then like i think about it for a few days and then i go on to the website i've even before um before because not everybody everybody uses like to know it now but not everybody used to at least the ones people that i would follow like they'd put something on their story and put the link to buy it there mm-hmm. but then like there wouldn't be a place for me to go find it again once the story expired yeah um so i've even in the past been like hey can you send me the link because like i don't know if you actually because that's their job so if mm-hmm. you actually influenced it to me and now i'm gonna buy it i'd rather like buy through your link yeah yeah um which is another reason why it's beneficial if you're an influencer to be relatable because then people watching you like actually like you and then they'll want to like help you like i the influencers that i follow like i actually want to see them succeed yeah oh that's sweet i'm so sweet i like that i feel that 
from the Twitch community. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's other people out there, like, on my Instagram and stuff that, like, support me. But, like, the way I feel it the most is from people who come to Twitch. It totally is. I see it. Yeah. They're, I love my Twitch They, community. like, really care about, like, your well-being. And I, I care about them. I just love them so much. Um, well, cool. That wraps up this week. Uh, if you don't mind, please subscribe, comment, like, rate, all those things. And we'll catch you next week. Yeah. yeah? We hope everybody had a really good new year. Happy new year. Make Happy 2024. Bye, guys. Streaming in from Firefest. Hell yeah, Storm Daddy. Okay. Anyways, see you guys on the flippity flap. <laughs>